Hey everyone, welcome back to Four Goats and a Mic, Season 2, Episode 3. We are back from our break. We've all been kind of busy, whether it's job, new jobs, moving, business, crazy, scaling, hiring, uh, new direction in business, seeing family holidays, whatever the case. But we are back, and today we're going to talk about how to win in a post-COVID world. Everybody, say hi, unmute yourselves. What's up, guys? What's up, everybody? Happy to be back. Hopefully, we can get back to being consistent every single week. That's the goal. I think Jazz is doing other shit. (laughs) (laughs) To speak, I'm definitely happy to be back. Um, I love doing this shit with y'all. So it's I'm, I'm looking forward to the next few weeks and of crazy topics. So if you have topics, make sure to tweet us uh, on Twitter, uh, the number four goats, the number one, Mike, M-I-C. Tweet us some topic ideas or guests that you would like to see us have on. And I guess today we're just going to talk about the opportunities we see as at least the U.S. is starting to reopen with different industries and opportunities. Me from a service-based online perspective bees, tech, uh, jazz, and cannabis, and then Tara in everything, because I feel like Tara has a a job or a hustle in every single industry (laughs) possible. Jamaican. Well, look, I just have suggestions. (laughs) I am Jamaican. This is true. Not a tree job. So who wants to start first? Uh, Let's see. I'll go. All right. I'll get it kind of cracking and you guys can kind of like add as you know you see fit um what I've been kind of seeing out here just because I kind of got back to work in the film industry I think back in September I want to say <laughs> I don't really know I can't remember it's just it time has been flying so quickly it just it's already April when I blink again it's going to be May but uh in the film industry right now we're trying to play catch up after missing about what six months of you know not really shooting anything and with streaming being so heavy as it already was, and then now it was, you know, heavier during the pandemic with everybody, everybody being at home, everybody watching everything. We are literally shooting like double time. There are new productions popping up every single day. It's insane. Uh, I've got four people into the film industry and got them a job like in the past like two weeks, just off of word of mouth, because like every department needs people. And it's ridiculous right now. There's there's so many like shows shooting. There's so many movies shooting, and stuff is just popping up because you know streaming services they need more content. So that's been kind of what I've been seeing on my end. I also been seeing like a lot of places with hiring signs, like everywhere. They're everywhere. A lot of places are hiring, and they're offering <laughs> training. Um, every restaurant that I go into, or every place I go get to go food, or anywhere I go to get food is hiring. They have hiring signs out. And I didn't see that as much before, but I'm seeing a, a lot now. And I guess it's a sign that like, you know, they're adding more people on, but I don't know if people are going back to work or what's really going on. Bees, what do you think? Bees um, <laughs> <laughs> over there. I'm trying to <laughs> smash over there. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't even realize that, my bad. Good. Sorry, y'all, y'all know me with the salads. So, uh, I think that I'm seeing the same thing. Like all the fast food places that I've been eating at, 
restaurants, they all have for hire signs. Um, Y'all know I travel a lot. So the flights are like jam packed. Like they are back booming. The airports, they seem almost back to normal to me. Um, I think that the airlines have reported that their travel is getting back up to levels close to where it was like before the pandemic. Um, they're also, the airlines are also raising the price of flights. So they're trying to like make up that lost revenue from last year. So if you got to travel, make sure you buy your ticket like way in advance because these flights are expensive and the price of fuel is up too. So, you know, stuff is just going to be higher, but I, I'm seeing the same thing. Like, I mean, there's just so much opportunity in so many places you can, you can find work. You just really have to like, actually like look for it and just apply and, um, you know, go for those opportunities that you see. Uh, I would say like tech wise, tech's been booming throughout the pandemic the entire time. So, um, you know, during the pandemic was a perfect time to get your skills up, be on YouTube, taking advantage of any type of free services and, and free uh, learning material that you can find. Um, and then also, if you had the funds, you know, get certification so you can be ready, you know, after some months to, to start getting these jobs. So, I mean, I think tech never really changed. Uh, the defense industry, like overseas contracts are coming back. They're booming. So you, you're trying to work overseas, get an overseas contract. Um, that's, that's back up and popping. Like they're, they're offering jobs. Uh, it's a lot of people who got stuck overseas who are coming back home. So it's going to be a lot of positions, positions opening up uh, over the next few months. Yeah, I, I agree on all of that. I feel like every industry is kind of like opening back up, opening back up or has like figured out a way to operate in the, this new realm we're in. And so they're like, okay, we're hiring, we're doing this, we're making these moves. And so either you get with it or you get left behind because they're gone. The, I don't know how long they're going to keep passing out stimulus checks and extending like unemployment benefits and doing the moratorium and like having all these, you know, ways of helping people. I don't know how long that's going to last. And even if you are relying on it, it's not much. So there's, there's opportunity out there. You just got to go look for it. Honestly. Yeah. I think they're talking about a fourth stimulus. If they do that, that's, Oh, that's sure. real. They were yeah. talking about it. Yeah. If they do it, that's for sure going to be the last one. So um, you really got to figure out, you know, what you're going to do from here on out. Um, and then even not even just tech wise and stuff like that, the trades are, are booming. Trades are booming. Real estate is booming. So, you know, you just got to figure out where you want to go. Uh, Nita, she's been pushing home inspecting the entire time. Uh, hopefully people were paying attention to that. Insurance, insurance adjusting, people were pushing that as well. Um, that's a great way to make money. People who had never done a um, insurance adjusting before, they were able to get positions or um, I guess roles throughout, um, what was it, after that ice storm in Texas. So a lot of people were able to get jobs. So if you positioned yourself correctly, you were able to get money and start working um, after that, that emergency or uh, disaster that we had. And, you know, it's still time to, to make progress. You just have to really be focused and, and just take action, right? Like you, just like Tara said, you have to adapt or die. Um, I saw somebody said that earlier today on Twitter too. Um, and it, they said like, you know, by nature, you know, you adapt or you die, like there's no in between. So when people say, oh, you know, like uh, capitalism is bad and all that kind of stuff, you know, you always have the power to make your own rules. So you either adapt 
or you don't, you know, like, but all that theory, all that gray area, the stuff that's not really real, in my opinion, it doesn't really mean anything. Like, I mean, you can say, oh yeah, you know, it's not right that jobs are profiting off of you and stuff like that, but you can always make your own company or you can go to a different job that, that will pay you more if you feel like you're being robbed or, you know, you aren't valued enough, so. Yeah, you have that freedom to do, kind of do whatever. And it's like a lot of people say, well, you know, this should happen or this should happen and the government should do this. And it's true. The government should step in. The government should do this and they should do this. But guess what? They're not. <laughs> right. So we have to re live in reality. And, you know, I, I think as my aunt used to say this when I was younger. Maybe my uncle used to say it. Like, you have to re live in reality and not fantasy. You know, fantasy is nice and it's it's comfy, but it's not real. And like what's really going on is like, okay, the government passed out a couple thousand dollars. Like, honestly, to some people, the amount of the money the government passed out in all of last year was like one month of bills, maybe. And so when you have kids and stuff to think about and, you know, and you have loans, student loans and mortgages and stuff like that's not enough. So like either you're going to wait on them or you're going to figure something out for yourself. You know, and I, I was... Most people what, get lazy and they're going to listen to this and be like, girl, I'm not about to learn a new skill. So what you need to do, you need to get with Ari, whatever you're currently doing at work, you could probably sell to some other mm -hmm. small business and make money on the side. Cause I already know, like people are going to have a bunch of excuses. Like, I don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do all this. I don't got time. Cool. Yep. You already have a skill set. Sell that on the side. They're going to get left behind. With Ari and she'll get you right. Look, look you, send it, you, you send it in the Ari, you send it in the Ari, they already don't want to do that. Which is what they gonna do? They gonna take her to her classes and look at the videos and actually do the work? I don't think so. I don't know. Prove me wrong then. Prove us wrong, right? But don't come to me not ready to work, you know? Yeah, but the easiest, one of the easiest ways to make money is to sell your time. It takes five minutes to set up a Calendly link and you tell people, hey, have experience in XYZ. Let's hop on a call. I'll help you brainstorm some problems, get you some referrals, some resources. If I can't help you, I'll refund your money. You get a recall of the recording, you get your notes, and then you go on your way. There's people yeah. who there's people who probably want to know how to get into your industry, who want to know how to do what you do. You might have some like weird side thing that you do. Like people get paid to make Google Sheets and Excel documents pretty. Like <laughs> people get paid to schedule appointments in somebody's calendar. People get paid to schedule and send emails like in ConvertKit and it doesn't require coding or anything like that. Like you would be amazed what people like. I used to get paid to connect applications using Zapier, connect this to do this and then test it and make sure it works. Like a lot of, I think people overthink everything, but also like what they can do. And a lot of this tech stuff now isn't coding. It's clicking buttons on your computer screen. Like bees doesn't code. I don't code. I don't think Jazz is out here coding. Hair sure as shit doesn't code. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 the best thing that I, you I, just say, I just understand how other technology works, <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not out here coding every day. Yeah, I think the best thing to do right now, like if you if you are kind of lost, just like Ari said, if you want to um, sell sell yourself as a service or sell your skills as a service, not yourself, that sounds a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> sell your skills as a service. Um, I would try to learn new software. It's like any kind of software that we're talking about. Like so, some main ones that you can use to help out business owners: Zapier, like Ari said, Airtables. Um, 
convert kit. Uh, what else? Uh, Dubsado. That one's a little strange. Dubsado. Uh, any other? Any of those type of softwares that you see like business owners talking about? You can go on YouTube and watch a bunch of videos and learn how to like become an expert or learn how to use these softwares, and then you can start like charging for it. Like it's a lot of this stuff is not hard. It's just time consuming. Right. Yep. And a lot of these tools have knowledge bases, getting started guides. You can go through those, which are free. Go through those. Use yourself to create templates or as a case study. Throw that up on YouTube as you're rebuilding what you just taught yourself how to do. Now you have a digital portfolio. You can start teaching people how to use it, right? Because a lot of times they're getting started guides. They're boring, and there's a lot of fluff. So like sometimes there's just a certain thing you want to be able to do with that tool and you can't figure out how to do it or it's not in the knowledge base or the steps are outdated. And Twitter's a great place to say like, to search like I hate XYZ platform, right? Put that in the Twitter search bar and see what pops up. Screen record yourself like fixing that or creating a solution for it. Put that on YouTube. Take the copy that that person wrote or the complaint and then start sharing it. I built my audience on Twitter by teaching people how to do things. And I was never afraid of like, oh, they won't want to work with me anymore or somebody's going to steal my idea, blah, blah, blah. I didn't give a shit. I created a bunch of content that helped people get results because I knew you're going to have four types of people who follow you naturally, maybe five. You're going to have people who want free shit. You're going to have people who just want your systems and templates. You're going to have people who want to just have you go and do the, the work for them. You're going to have people who want to learn how to do what you do and sell that as a service. And then you have your haters. Haters and freebie people, that's free marketing, right? So haters are going to talk shit, but spread your name. Freebie people, they'll never buy anything from you, but they'll market the shit out of it for you and share your stuff. They're the people who always like, comment, retweet, DM you, but they never buy anything. But it's cool. It's marketing. It helps, right? They'll share your stuff. You have your in-between people who are like, I don't want to, I don't want to invest and pay you to do this for me, but I'll pay for your process or your templates or your system so I can do it myself. All right, cool. No problem. Then you have the higher priced clients who are like, look, I can see from your content, you know what you're talking about. How much for you to just come and do this for me? I don't give a shit how much it costs. Just take care of it, handle it. That's how I built a six-figure business the first time. And those are and the then, best clients because they're so self-aware like you yeah. really want clients that know this is what I'm good at and I'm not going to attempt to do something else that I'm not good at I'd right. rather just pay an expert I don't even want to touch it like can you just deal with it I'll pay you whatever you want they pay the invoices quickly they don't nitpick you <laughs> they just like go boom do your thing we're good yeah I feel like right now is the best time to start making money on the internet. Like everybody's online, everything has gone digital. So whether you wanna do the um, service aspect or come out with your own digital asset that you can sell or like make money through like trading stocks or trading crypto, something like that. Like, I feel like there's no better time to get into it than now. This is so true because there are so many people out there that don't know what the fuck crypto is. Yeah. Like so many people. It may seem like everybody's talking about Bitcoin and everybody's buying Bitcoin and you go on social media and everybody has it. Like Twitter barely has like a hundred million users in the US, I think. 
Like, there's 300 million people plus, 327 million people in the United States yeah. alone. Like, it's such a small pool of people that talk about crypto on Twitter and get it trending. Like, Bitcoin is not even trending right now, and it's, what, over 50000 Yeah, yeah. And then another thing is, too, like, I see people every day saying, oh, I bought crypto for the first time. Like, in my coaching mm-hmm. program, like, I'm helping people get into crypto. They're buying their first crypto. Um, I saw somebody, uh, ASAP12V, he was like, oh, I just bought my first, like, I just made my first crypto transaction. I just got my MetaMask. Um, like, it seems like everybody's in crypto, but we are still very early. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still very much a minority. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're still really early. Like, even if you think you're behind, you're really not. So uh, just like, just get started in whatever it is that you want to do. And I'm coming out with an investing course, too. Um May 1st is a pre Shameless plug. I know. I was say shameless plug. <laughs> yeah, May 1st is the pre-sale. June 1st, it comes out uh, investing for everybody. So I'm teaching everybody about crypto, stock investing, precious metals, all that. You'll get everything. Oh, let me need my link, though. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a friends and family link? link? Hey, hey, look, but affiliate marketing. No, I don't need my too. friends and family link. I'll buy my copy, baby. I need my other link. She yeah. knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, <laughs> affiliate marketing right now, I feel like there's no better time to be an affiliate marketer. Let me tell like, you something. People online all day. Oh, you're you talking about that. Oh, yeah, affiliate yeah. link. Affiliate marketing? I made $800 today. I ain't even realized it. I just checked my email. Like, I sold the couple of the little, um, I sold like the, the phone repair affiliate link and then i got another one with uh i forgot what it was i think it's like a, a real estate guy one of the real estate guys on my uh on fso and somebody was just on there like buying up courses you can make a lot of money with affiliates you lazy uh, i've been i've been cranking weeble and m1 finance oh. my whole weeble account is referraling i don't put money in that <laughs> What about right. in cannabis? My, uh, my BlockFi account. I got a ton of uh Bitcoin from referrals from that that I didn't even know. I forgot I was referring people. Oh yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> no, affiliate money is great. But um yeah, Ari, she was asking you, Jazz, what, what about cannabis? What are you seeing there? So I mean cannabis is still new, so I don't think we've ever been at a point where we were quote unquote normal. So it's still pretty crazy, still pretty hectic. But I think what's cool that's happening now is that major cities are finally jumping on the bandwagon and um, legalizing cannabis. I'm sure you guys are aware that New York um, is in the process of legalizing. Um, Virginia. Hold on now. Oh, Virginia, did did they pass it already? I wasn't sure if they passed. Okay. Mm -hmm. So Virginia, I know it's like the whole East Coast is about to like take off with the whole cannabis thing, which is, which is cool to see, but I would say it depends. Like if you're interested in getting in the cannabis industry, whether you're, you know, you're trying to start a Okay. If you're trying to start a business, I would say you should be really close to policy and local government because on the surface, a lot of these, um, these laws that are being passed, it looks really good. Like, Oh yeah, now I can smoke weed in my, my home state and I'm cool. But on the back end, they're doing other things that restrict like your consumption and they control in how much you can buy and when you can use it. Um, you know, what makes it a crime at some point. And like, I feel like people should have a say in that. Um, so I think if you're trying to be a business owner, cause then that also messes you up as a business owner. Like 
I don't know. Every state is different, so I can't tell you what other states do. I I I live and work in Washington, so I already I only know how that works here. But um, business owners here, it's an uphill battle. Like if you really want to be a cannabis business owner here, you just got to be obsessed with this shit because nine times out of ten, you probably won't get a license because it's designed like that. But again, if you're close to policy and you're understanding what's going on, believe it or not, you do have a lot of influence than what, uh, beyond what you think to kind of sway the laws in your favor, whether you're a consumer or you want to be a business owner. But if you want to like work for a cannabis business, and I'm not talking about being a bud tender, I mean like actually work for a cannabis brand, I would say... Honestly, if you're in marketing at all, in any kind of space, marketing analyst, content creator, um, social media manager, whatever, honestly, I would pitch myself, if you can find someone in management in a cannabis company that's either near you or maybe not near you, because most companies, they don't really care about you being there, especially if you're like working in a marketing position. But I would find them and literally pitch your skills. Because most of the cannabis business owners I know, they don't know shit about marketing, like zero. And they will gladly pay someone if you come along and pitch like, hey, I see this and you could be doing this, gladly pay. Because they don't know, like it's a whole new world to them. They got so many other shits to like think about as a cannabis owner. You don't have time to be on Instagram. Like you just don't. So if you're in marketing at all, like I was saying, doing anything marketing, I would say literally pitch yourself to a company and it could be like a part-time thing. And I'm 90% sure they'll call you back, 90%. Because again, this is like a baby, like the cannabis industry is in infancy. Nobody really knows what the fuck to do. Everyone's still trying to figure it out. So there's no real rules. It's not like the typical, you put in your, your application and you had 10 interviews, bullshit. It's not really like that. You could probably literally get a job maybe off of like I'm saying, just pitching them. They may call you back like, hey, we really need you. Can you do a project for us type of thing? Um, finance is another um, hot thing, of course. Um, the budgeting with cannabis is a lot different than any other business because of taxes and things like that. So if you're in finance um, and accounting is something every cannabis business owner needs. Um, from the tech standpoint, People don't think like tech is really involved, but there's a ton of companies that are delivery um, services and they have apps. So they obviously need engineers to maintain these apps. And even if you're not super technical, you could be like a technical project manager, or maybe um, you're selling that software directly to a dispensary or a cannabis brand to get them on your platform. Like it's just so many different things that I think that Whatever you're currently doing, nine times out of 10 translates to cannabis, but you won't see those job postings. You just have to, I would say, get a list of like 10 companies, maybe that's in your local area, or if you don't live in a state that's legal, maybe find a neighboring state, uh, find 10 companies, see if you can find whoever their management is, someone that has the ability to make decisions, obviously, and cold email them. I promise you, more often than not, you're gonna get a response because it's it's not something people are doing. Um, and these are skills that they're looking for, but um, it's just hard. It's just a lot of other things you have to worry about when you're in the business. It's really hard. So I think if you're a lot more proactive with what you want, I think it's, it's just really easy. The cannabis industry is not like any other industry. No one's like suit and tie kind of attitude. Everyone's pretty cool. If you are good at something, they want you, plain and simple.
Ari, I believe it's your turn. What about what's on your front? What has changed over there? Um, I guess demand like shit. We've been in. I've had the new business model since September of last year. I don't know our numbers. I'm going to pull them up, but you know, people are really investing in themselves as far as like their education and skills to learn. And I think, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm 32 now. So I went through the housing crisis and saw like how everything got fucked up. So I already knew the government wasn't about to help with shit. Right. (laughs) So, you know, I've always been of the mindset, like I want to, I don't ever want to rely on government, a job, anything. I want to have as many things in my pocket as possible to rely on. Um, And so I'm seeing that people really just saw like, oh, wow, like they don't give a fuck about us. So I think they're wanting to keep their jobs and use them strategically to like skill up and get paid to learn and grow, but also start like their side businesses and really grow those. So since September of last year to now, we've done about 298,000. Um, and that's just off like allergic to hourly. And then the project management course is like a very small amount of that. There's no more consulting one-on-one, nothing like that. So business has been good. (laughs) Business has been good. There's a need for consultants. There's a need for implementation. Um, and I think people like being able to hire someone specialized to come in, do their thing for their project and dip. Mm -hmm. Um, and so having that expertise and being out there, whether it's strategy or and or implementation, you know, there's definitely a need for that people, especially with like the tech side of things. Right. So like using Slack, people don't know how to use Slack or how to use it like productively getting their team set up in Asana and figuring out like, how do you manage everybody in these tools now that we have to use without driving them crazy? Like also like how to use Zoom and set up Zoom for calls, you know, things like that. So there's literally an opportunity in just about everything right now. Agreed. Yeah, I think that I saw um, somebody talking about a position where it was like, they're making six figures just doing Zoom calls for a company. But it was like a role at the actual company. Wait, what? Like making the calls for the company? Uh, so setting setting them up. So they're like oh. Zoom SME for like a big company. So they made sure like they're good to go with all their Zoom calls, made sure like, I guess the licensing, everybody is just good to go with just making sure the Zoom works properly. Because like, you know, if everybody's doing all their meetings through Zoom, like I said, you got you got all these older people, people might not know how to use Zoom, or you have a company who's never used Zoom before, they need to make sure that it's set up correctly for their enterprise. Right, like password protected, it's automatically recording, <laughs> the chat's being saved. There's all these like little settings and stuff you can have set up and just make sure are working. Like getting panelists their link if there's a webinar, registration, payment, like Zoom is pretty robust um, when it comes down to it. But I think the older generation's just terrified of it. Even making sure like the right people have the right link at the right time is like a thing. This just that like people shouldn't sell themselves short. Like, what the fuck? She's making six figures 
doing Zoom meetings, connecting Zoom meetings. So like, don't ever think whatever skill you have, nobody's going to pay for it. Like there's someone out there that has no idea how to do that shit and would be like, here, you just do it. No matter how simple it is. Somebody paid me um, $100 to unzip um, a zip file. And it took me all of five seconds to unzip the, but they didn't know how to do it. And they were like, fuck this. I don't, I'm not going to play around. <laughs> I need this shit. <laughs> Look, somebody paid me $85, $85 to find them a link to a job application. $85. They're like, look, I cannot find this link to this job. And I'm like, it's like, you know, it's a high paying job. And of course, you know, certain places don't just post job postings on their websites. So I had to like scour and look all these little places. And I found a forum and this guy posted the link to their act to like a service that is hired by that actual company that processes everything. And that's how they had to go through it. But like 85 bucks, it took me like 20 minutes. I was determined. <laughs> I, was, I was like, like, you can't find that link. Why you can't find it? I can find it. And then I and then I couldn't find it after 10 minutes. I was like, nah, fuck this shit. I'm gonna find this shit. But I don't think people have that the same, I don't know, like hunger to prove themselves right, I guess. Or maybe they're scared of proving themselves right. Who knows? Just, I think people talk themselves out of being able to do something before even trying, right? Mm-hmm. So instead of saying like, hmm, I don't know, but let me see if I can figure it out. They're like, I don't know, so I'm not going to try. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think some something that people should do, like, I don't know if it's bad, but like I get obsessed with trying to figure something out. Like I will stay yeah. up all night until I figure out how to get mm-hmm. something to work. Like I think that more people should just try to stick to it instead of just giving up. Like I refuse to give up. I will stay up all night till I figure out how to get something to work. And I've learned so much by doing that. Like the other day I was struggling with Google analytics and Google tag manager and UTMs and all this crap. Like, but I was determined to figure it out and I stayed up until I got that mess working. So, um, you know, you just got to stick to it. Like, especially with these new softwares and um, applications that we've been talking about, like you can figure it all out. It's just all just trial and error, really. And you also probably learned a lot more too while you was on your your way to get to the solution. Yeah, yeah. I had to watch like multiple YouTube videos, <laughs> had to like just figure out how it functioned. Like, cause it, it wasn't working how I thought it worked. <laughs> so, and they changed a lot from Google Analytics 3 from to Google Analytics 4. So it was just like, you know, it was a little, little learning curve, but I can, I feel like I can figure out just about anything. Yeah. And and then just like Ari was saying too, like people are investing more in themselves and you, you just can't be afraid to invest that money into somebody else, whether it's a consultation, a course or whatever it is. Like if you are determined to learn something and after you've looked on YouTube and you just feel like, Hey, you know, I, let me just get like the experts help. Just pay for the course, pay for um, the consult, pay for whatever it is that they offer, like their group coaching, whatever it is, like pay for it. And I'm sure you will see your um, return like 10 times. Agree. I think the best thing you can ever do for yourself is investing in yourself. And it doesn't always have to be uh, money. You can invest time, like time spent on the internet, getting on YouTube, reading blogs, reading forums, you know, just 
soaking up information is one of the best things you can you can do for yourself especially in the last year like there were so many free courses I was like bookmarking courses that I didn't even have the time like or the energy to get to but they was free (laughs) and I was like oh look at this bookmark 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 but it was so much free shit on the internet last year like free courses free certs exams waived like all kinds of stuff and it's like whoever took advantage of that and came up off of a six-figure career because they were laid off and they really didn't have anywhere to go and like you couldn't be evicted you know you couldn't really be kicked out of your spot so it's like hey you can kind of chill at home and even if you weren't getting unemployment you could have found some way to you know hustle up the money and learn a new skill just in the time that you were at home and you could be working in a new industry by now. Yeah, and a lot of places are still giving out free stuff. Um, yep. Plural site, they gave out a, a free month to their uh, program. I don't know. I've never used it. I think they have a bunch of different uh, educational videos on there when it comes to tech. And they gave out a free month for April. Um, I don't remember what the code is, but yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot of free stuff all the time. You can always find something for free. Always. You just got to go look for it. Yeah, yeah. And then for crypto, too, like it's a bunch of free airdrops. So um, definitely be looking out for those free airdrops. Let me see if I can find the app. I don't know. I feel like you just got to have the hunger for it. Adapt or die. You want to survive out here? You got to deal with, okay, what, what is going on in this world? Okay, the world going towards digital assets and digital money. And okay, so I need to at least, if you're not going to invest in it, at least learn about it. Because if you ne- if you never learn about it, you're always going to be like hearing these buzzwords, and you're never going to know. And then you're going to be that boomer. <laughs> don't want to be a boomer. So I guess we're all kind of getting towards the age or at the age where we're considering exits from like the current phase that we're in. And so I think what's fun about millennials, at least, because that's all I know is right, being a millennial is that I feel like we're kind of the first generation who's made it okay to be multi-passionate, to not stay at a job for 40 years and to really like try different things. And so I know for me about every three to five years, I completely like change industries or what I'm doing. I just kind of like master what I'm doing and move into something else. And so I'm curious, like given what y'all are doing now, What's your exit plan or strategy and what are you going to transition into doing next? Hmm. Give me a second to think about that. So I know I'm not going to leave the cannabis space. Um, I don't, I haven't really thought about necessarily what would be my exit, but I know what I want to do next to, to make a bigger impact. And then like tech, I don't know. I don't see like that ever going away. Like I still feel like somehow I'm going to be in the tech industry just because I think it's fucking cool and it's shaping our lives. So that's not something I necessarily want to shy away from. But I don't know. I think that's a really good question Um, because obviously I've been thinking about like my five-year plan a lot and most of it um, kind of involves me doing a lot of the same things, but just on a bigger scale, I would say. But I know you said 10 years, but I haven't really thought about, you know. Not really a timeline, just like, what do you see yourself, you know, doing next? 
Hmm. Or where do you want to transition to? I know bees has like some interesting stuff because bees is bees is leaving the bag for others to hit. <laughs> yeah. So for me, I'm this is my last year of corporate, not not 2021, but I have one final deployment. And then after that, I will be um, I'll be done. I'll be retiring from corporate, uh, focusing on my business full time. Um, really what I'm trying to do really is just focus on everything I need to do to set my family up for generational wealth. So I'm trying to buy land, trying to buy more real estate, um, keep buying more crypto, more stocks. Um, and of course, keep creating content and educational content for everybody. So like I'm, I'm coming out with, with so much content, uh, people will see it soon, but like really I'm just, oh yeah, and I'm, next year I'm gonna be full-time on YouTube. So like, I've, I'm 100% confident that I'll be making more money from YouTube than I will from my job, like easy. Within you and wifey or just you? It's just gonna be me. Uh, trying to figure I'm out- I was about to be the first YouTube couple I actually watch. <laughs> I feel like we don't ever do anything. Like we go to the same places. We do the same things. Like maybe after doing YouTube for a year full time, I'll start like a blog channel um, and then go from there. But like, you know, I just, I don't know. I just, I, I want to just do everything that I feel like I'm destined to do in life. Like I think that COVID really changed up a lot of things, you know, people being scared of like not following their dreams. You know, I think right now, put yourself in the position to do everything that you ever wanted to do in life. It's the yeah. best time to do it. It is. I'm with V's uh, kind of on that. I'm not really even, I don't know. I can't really call my, my job corporate. I'm not, I don't, I don't know what to call it. I'm not leaving the film industry anytime soon. Like just kind of getting back to work made me real and not being at work last year a lot kind of made me realize like how much I love, being in that industry and like love doing what I do and like love all the benefits and the perks and the pay and I'm like okay I could do this for a little bit and kind of you know chill and it it gives me the freedom to like I can work three months out of the year or I can work 12 months I can work six months I can work a month here so you know it's not one of those things where I'm restricted to you know Monday through Friday nine to five you know have to go to work can never get a day off I can I can tell my boss like yo I'm taking this time off I already booked a trip and then he'll find somebody to replace me for the time that I'm gone so me leaving that industry I think I'll do it when I have kids because you know me having kids would probably it's not probably it's <laughs> I can't go to work <laughs> as much as I do and have children so that's probably gonna be it for me when I have kids I'll retire and just be real estate full-time because that's something that I can do at home and you know take kids with me and drive for dollars and things like that but as far as like like right now I do real estate on the side the mobile homes I got into land deals shout out to P thank you P um and you know I've just been kind of realigning like what B said it, last year kind of made me really realize okay I have to really really get a move on setting my family up and I have to get a move on setting myself up because this can happen again and again and again and you know like it really deplete my savings and there can be a time where like inflation gets really really bad and you know a lot of people aren't going to make it through that like the other I never ever ever like look at how much money I use spend on gas like like real rarely because I drive a Honda like <laughs> I just fill up the tank and go and then when it gets to a quarter of a tank I just fill it back up and go 
and it like twenty dollars. But like the other day, that shit said twenty seven dollars. And like I was like, wait a minute. Girl, I thought you was about to say like 40. You said it said 27 dollars. Yeah. It was seven dollars over, and that made you double take. I was like, wait a minute. Because dad got yeah, two million doubles. I'm, I'm moving right now. So technically, like I still have my apartment. I, I moved into here, but I'm, I'm still cleaning out my apartment. So I was driving back and forth. I was like, damn, I felt like <laughs> Sixty dollars on gas in like two days. Damn, what the hell is going on out here? It's like, do we have an oil? I swear to God, I, I look, I googled oil spill just to see if we had an oil spill. No oil spill. No, for real. When you have your Honda, it don't matter what car you have. <laughs> when you got your car and that gas start going up, like gas was a dollar forty five in Texas, yeah. and I was loving it. I was filling my tank for like thirty dollars. Never seen before. In Virginia, I was feeling it for like 60. In Texas, it was 30. So I'm like, okay, yeah, this is great. Next thing you know, gas up to 199. I'm like, all right, now what like what's really going on? 250. Like, okay, like we up a dollar and it had only been like a month. So that's why I had sent out that email on inflation. Like prices is going up everywhere. So people just they gotta be prepared because right now, what's the what's the like regular gas is what in Texas right now? Three dollars. Um, I was just there this weekend. I think it's like I think it went down a little bit. It was like two twenty nine. It's like two twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm in California for here for work, and I've been paying four dollars a gallon out here. But thank God I have per diem. Yeah, it's three eighty for regular gas out here. It's wild. Gas is wild. We had to drive out like an hour outside the city to a farm the other day to do this one scene and I'm like yo the gas like gas getting kind of expensive I'm gonna need y'all to kind of recuperate the expenses on all this driving because I don't like it but then some people was telling me they spent sixty dollars to fill up their tank and then I got quiet and went back to my, my Honda <laughs> sixty dollars are the best yeah. the fact that you can fill up a Honda for twenty dollars like People are missing out on that. I love yeah. driving the Civic. Like twenty dollars to fill up a car. I got a ten gallon tank. When gas is a dollar eighty nine, everywhere, <laughs> and I get like a good two fifty, two hundred fifty miles to the tank. Make them stop, Ari. This this conversation make me so depressed because I'm thinking about what I spend on gas probably every week and a half. I mean, I fill up like 20, <laughs> 25 minutes. <laughs> start a new conversation because I'm about to start crying. No, I have a little Kia. Um, I've been thinking about buying a new car, but then seeing the, the prices go up, I'm like, nah, I'm going to rock the Kia. And I only bought something because I didn't expect to be here very long. So like, let me buy something cheap and just give it to like my grandma or something or sell it. And then COVID happened and like, oh, we're not going anywhere, <laughs> you know? Right. So now I'm looking at other stuff. The Wrangler broke my heart, like, because it's not a smooth it's ride at all. Yeah. Yo, I don't know why I thought that Ari did not know how to drive. I've never seen you drive before. I've what? Never seen you, never. I've never <laughs> seen you drive. I thought you were one of those people that just did not know how to drive. You know, some people just don't know, like, who lived in yeah. the city. They just don't <laughs> well, know how to drive. So, like, I had yeah, to learn how to drive. I'm not from New York or anything, but I don't like to drive a lot. Like, most of the time, I'll take Uber because I have anxiety. And then also this weird shit happens to me. Like, it's I have vertigo also. So, like, blood pressure issues. But I'll be stopped at the light. 
And for some reason, it looks like the car next to me is moving forward or the road is moving, even though I'm dead ass stopped. So like I get really like or if people don't stop properly at the stop sign, like they do like a rolling stop. I get like, you know, like when your mom is driving with you, <laughs> she puts her hand out in front of you or <laughs> someone doesn't stop right away. And they're like, oh, my God, what the fuck? Stop at this stop line. That's me. <laughs> so and I get motion sickness. So like I'd rather just Uber, pop a Dramamine, not stress myself out, get sick in the car. Like I really just drive to the gym and drive Silas to soccer or swim class. And like, that's it. Anything else I'm taking Uber. I feel you. If I didn't have to drive, I wouldn't. I think it's so stupid. Yeah. Like I love living in Seattle because like it's dumb to drive when you live in the city of Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's like walkable or like it's normal to like take the train or like the bus up the hill. Like it's nothing. Whereas LA, like people look at you crazy. Like, why are you taking the train? Why are you taking the bus? Like you broke (laughs) your car in the shop. (laughs) This is going to sound really crazy, but I don't know why I never thought LA had a train. Had a train. I only know the bar in SF, but LA has a train. Oh, yeah, there's, like, all these different, like, red line, orange line, blue line. One, I you can go from, like, seeing, like, a train. Like I've You can go from, like, that. and it goes underground, too. So you can go from the San Fernando Valley all the way fucking to, like, Compton with a train. And then there's an Amtrak, like, a big, big train that goes from, like, Washington all the way down to San Diego. Wow. I need that train from, like, L.A. to Vegas, though. I need a train from Atlanta to Vegas. Oh, my God, they'd be treacherous. (laughs) Flying faster, faster, though, like, L.A. to Vegas is a 30-minute flight. True. They say it's longer, but... Atlanta to Miami, oh, it's an easy easy flight. The drive from um, L.A. to Vegas, there's... Is that Cookie's Paw? Yeah. She's sleeping. <laughs> yeah, but but the drive from LA to Vegas is like dead. It's nothing but desert and it's just so weird and creepy. And then a bunch of like wind turbines. It's just so weird. I never noticed like how California is literally like nothing outside of these cities. Yeah, just land. Land or desert. It's land, yeah. Well, is there anything else that y'all wanted to go over? Are we wrapping it up? No, but your cat is so adorable, Bees. I just see the cat <laughs> touching her titties. Like first she was up like landing in Bees' arms. With a leg up in the air. Like she really up. acts like a baby. <laughs> yeah, she she's basically a baby. So we don't need any kids for a couple of years because she's a baby. <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thank you for listening. If you have any topic suggestions or guest suggestions, please feel free to tweet us. I think we're back on the weekly grind unless we just absolutely can't think of anything to talk about. Um, But yeah, we'll catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Make sure to share this episode, follow each of the goats, and we'll talk to you next week.